Welcome to the Third Generation Wealth Podcast. This is episode number 109. I am your host, Amiga Estimo. I appreciate you. First of all, I would say, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast episode. Because you could be doing anything in this world. The fact that you're listening to this podcast episode is much appreciated. So first of all, I'd like to say thank you. As I always like to open up the podcast. For any new listeners, I appreciate you listening to the podcast as I have noticed the downloads have been going up. So any new listener to the podcast, let me introduce myself to you. My name is Amir Estimo. And again, I am the host of the Big Generation World Podcast. And this is a podcast where we talk personal finance, where we talk credit repair, where we talk wealth, where we talk Anything that's related to generational wealth building. So if you are first time listening, welcome. Hopefully this podcast is of content to you that you can be able to share this podcast and subscribe to the podcast as this podcast will be launching, not launching, but will be, will be recorded or published every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. So every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, you'll be getting a new podcast episode, okay? All right, so let's go ahead. We got that out the way. Let's go ahead and jump into the podcast episode. So today's podcast episode is a basically a summary of a book I've res- recently read called The Millionaire Fast Life by The Millionaire Fast Life by N.J. DeMarco. Now, when I first, I contemplated this book for a while, actually just listening to the book for a while. I was not sure if I was going to enjoy this book, like this book. Uh, the reviews were mixed, so I wasn't 100% sure about this book, but let me tell you something. If you listen to this book, listen to this book with an open because this book is actually probably one of the best audible books or books that I've purchased that were actually, I really enjoyed. Because the book basically break down the how you get wealthy, how you get rich, wherever you want to go, okay? And I thought this book brought, was very valuable there was a lot of nuggets in this book. This book was very dense. It's very long. It's probably I think twelve hours listen on uh, something like that of Audible. But it took me a while to listen to the book. And let me tell you, after I'm actually almost done with the book. Literally only got like one more chapter to go. I've learned so much in this book. I've learned a lot in this book. So Let's go ahead and jump into it. So the five key lessons I've learned in this book. Number one, again, so this book, it's there's differences of opinions in this book. Some people may feel offended, some people may not. To each his own, okay? Be very open-minded when listening or reading this book. Now the five key lessons that I learned in this book. Number one was there's three types of people. Now there is the sidewalk, number one. 
Now the sidewalk is someone that is living paycheck to paycheck. Okay, their mentality is to look rich. Now, an example of that would be Instagram, any social media platform, like Twitter, whatever. I don't even think it's Twitter anymore. It's X. I think it changed the name. And someone who maxes out their credit cards, or someone who keeps chasing job to job. This is someone that is looking, is living paycheck to paycheck, wants to look rich, but instead of being rich. Now, again, going back to social media, you see a lot of these people now, so-called influencers, and they, they portray a lifestyle of, well, I'm traveling the world, and I'm living, and I'm living in a big house and all that, but they are actually poor. They are living in the sidewalk. Or they someone who has a job, chasing jobs so you're going from one job to another because time is involved in this therefore you are living a sidewalk so you're not actually someone who's rich you're just being you're act like you're rich so if you are in this space you are considered someone in the sidewalk the second lesson was the slow leg now the slow leg is someone who's who's a mediocrity this is someone who's like who works a nine to five job and who thinks they can get rich off their job. I recorded an episode a while back ago. I can't remember the name, but I'll put it in the show notes once I figure it out. Is uh, the, I asked the question was, can your job, can you pass your job to the next generation? And to be honest, the answer is no. You can't pass a job. I remember a few years ago because. If, again, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, I will give you a brief story. So I'm currently in IT, but I I would probably say I'm more now pursuing a IT entrepreneur. So I actually have side gigs that I do on the side because eventually I like to leave my nine to five. This is not something I want to do forever. Okay. And I remember, I'd probably say about two years ago, Maybe it's been a year ago. Could be something like that. Uh, I had someone on my team that passed away. Literally, I would say not even a week later, they were already filling his position. So it goes to tell you a job doesn't care about you. They will replace you in a heartbeat. Okay. And the person who's in this slow lane is like they believe well i can get rich maxing out my 401k or and investing or in the stock market i can get rich but what you don't realize is in the 401k and in the stock market you don't control what happens because how what did you remember in 2008 if you were around in 2008 what you remember right was many people had 401ks that lost 50%, sometimes all 100% of the value. They lost all their money in the market. So you don't want to just put your money all in one basket, right? Which is a 401k or the stock market. You want to be able to diversify. And this person here believes hourly time, hourly wage time, hours worked on the job equals your yearly salary. So if you, you know, whatever, if you get paid 
twenty dollars an hour times how many hours? Forty hours. That's like eight hundred. You believe you can actually be rich, right? So this is someone in slow life or a yearly salary. Your job gives you a yearly salary. You believe you can be rich, but this is actually a slow life. The third person is the fast lane. So this person actually builds systems, okay? And for example, Amazon is considered would be a perfect example. They built a system of just a distribution system. So to the point now, you can actually order something on Amazon. And if you have the Amazon Prime, you will get that your product either the same day or the next day. Okay. Or like in McDonald's, how they built a system. There's not a McDonald's you don't go to where they don't have hamburgers. They don't have the same food, the same fries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So a fast man is someone who builds a system and a business, and that's how they get rich. So those are the three types of people. Now, now he goes on to talk about the five commandments. And I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. So the five commandments would be, number one, the commandment of need. An example would be, for example, a business, right? That's you're not starting a business because of doing what you love. You're because people don't care about what you love. People care about what they need. They have a problem that needs to be solved. That is why you build a business. You don't build a business because, well, I love this and I'm passionate about this. This is why I'm building this business. I'll give you a quick example. I remember a, a Jamaican restaurant that opened in my city. And I won't say my city, but the city that's near us. I live in Dallas, Texas, but this was in the Metroplex, one of the suburbs called Frisco. So this business opened up. And I remember I was telling myself, I said, the area they open this business is not a good idea. Because number one, if you don't really know about Jamaican food, you're not really going to try it, right? You may, you may not, it depends, right? But that area, not only was competition, but the area itself, they are not familiar with the food. So therefore, it's not you're not going to get that type of business. Now, if they had opened this business in, let's say, example, South Dallas, this would have been a better idea because in South Dallas, there's a different population, different demographic there, and they are more aware, cognizant of Jamaican food. Needless to say, I think the business shut down either during COVID or before COVID. I remember going back, and then another thing too was I actually went there a few times. And I gave it a chance the first time, the second time, the third time. At the third time, I said, like, this is not, the food wasn't good. The Jamaican food is enriched, it's spicy, it's good, right? But it's like they dumbed the food down to fit their population when they should not have done that. They should have kept it and kept it authentic, right? So needless to say, the business shut down. So that's, or you can't go open as a clothing store in an area that's predominantly uh, and made probably a bunch of old people there. So you're not going to get that type. You're not going to get that. That's not a business. That's not a need. So that was one of the commandments. Commandment number two, venture. You want to enter 
a you want to you want to enter a business where the the barrier of entry is high, not low. For example, someone starting a business on TikTok, that's a low entry. Or someone starting a business on Facebook, that's a low low barrier of entry because everybody's really doing that, right? But not everybody is doing Amazon or where you could say drop shipping or, or not everybody's that's a that's a business that has a barrier of entry that is high. So therefore, you're not going to get many people that's going to copy your business, okay? Where else anybody can copy? Or let's say you're going to start a YouTube channel and you want to start a YouTube business or affiliate marketing. The barrier of entry is very low. Basically, anybody can do that, okay? So this would, again, this would prevent someone, or even a podcast, that's a low barrier of entry, right? Because anybody can start a podcast, and I'm I've started a podcast, and I'm person that started a podcast. But the thing is about when it comes to that business, right? Even though you may start it, not everyone lasts. I've been doing podcasting on and off for three three years now, and I don't know how many podcasts started. They recorded four or five episodes, and then they realized how difficult it is, and they quit. So. The thing about it is with this with this commandment, I think it's twofold. One, yes, it could be a low like a business like podcasting, YouTube could be a low bit of entry, but is someone going to be consistent enough to stick to it? That's going to be the key. Okay. The third commandment is the commandment of control. Now, if you build your whole business model on a platform, Facebook or YouTube or TikTok or whatever, you don't have control. Or even affiliate marketing or even multi-level marketing, you don't have control of what happens. Because for example, like affiliate marketing, you can promote a product, be affiliated with a product and you promote it, and let's say that company gets bankrupt. Whoa, there you go. Another one is multi-level marketing. You make money based off what your downline is making. If your downline makes no money, you don't make no money. So that's nothing. That's something you cannot control. What you can control is if you do build a business, like something like Amazon, not Amazon, but if you do build a business that is, but you want to build a business on social media, what you want to be able to do is capture the emails and put it into a database. Because if you ever, for any chance, get shut down on YouTube, Get shut down on you get shut down on not Amazon, but you get shut down on any social media platform. You actually have an email database that you can still push your content to. Versus if you do get shut down on TikTok or something, you don't control that. So therefore, you don't want to build a business where it's relying on somebody on something else. You want to be able to, even though you can have a hundred million followers, I'm just being, I'm just being extra here, but you can have a thousand followers, 10,000 followers. But what you want to do is you want to be able to take those followers off the platform you're using and send them to your email database. Okay. Your next is the commandment of scale. The commandment of scale would be an example of someone who's doing a barbershop, right? They got a barbershop, they're cutting hair, $10. That's hard to scale a business like that. 
versus if they were able to take, let's say they open a business in one area and then they open this business in different locations, maybe different city, whatever, you can be able to scale something like that. But if all you're doing is coming in and cutting hair, coming in and cutting hair, cutting hair, cutting hair, it is it's hard for you to scale that business. So versus like McDonald's, McDonald's can scale because there's a McDonald's almost in every corner, right? Every corner is a McDonald's, Chick-fil-A. You can scale that business. I remember in the area I live, McDonald's came in the area, Burger King came in the area, Wendy's came in the area. So you can scale those businesses. Okay, so you want to be able to build something that is scalable. Like a software business or even a content business, those are scalable. And also, he talked about the law of infection. So what the law of infection is, is to be rich, to be wealthy, you want to be able to pack a lot of people. Okay, so if you pack a million people, you're going to be wealthy. If you don't, for example, Amazon. Amazon impacts a lot of people. So that's why Jeff Bezos is, what well, I think he's the second richest man in the world now. Elon Musk is another one. Tesla, he's the, the richest man in the world. I'm not sure. I don't know if they are who's rich and I don't really care. But that's an example of someone because they impact so many people. Therefore, they're able to be rich. Okay, So that's the law of affection, which ties into the commandment of time, which is the next commandment. This one here is if you have to show up to a job or your business every single day, your time is tied to your business, which means you don't have a business. You got a job. I have family members who open the business. And guess what? They have to be, they are working in the business, not on the business. So that would be, if you want to check out this book called The E-Myth, okay, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, I think his name is, that he explains that in perfect, what that is, command having time. You don't want to build a business where you're working in the business. You want to build a business where you're working on the business. You don't want to where you have to show up. An example probably like the podcast, my podcast. If I don't show up on this podcast, yeah, I can probably get downloads, but eventually what's gonna happen, the download numbers are gonna go down and down and down because I have to come here, even though I enjoy it, I enjoy podcasting. So that's why I do this, right? But if you don't, if you have to be in, you have to always show up to your business, therefore, you're violating the commandment of time, okay? So therefore, you don't have business, you have a job, okay? And then the fifth takeaway I got out of this is you want to build a, um, actually, before I get into the fifth takeaway, another one I liked out of this book was he talked about how in society we are trained to be consumers, not producers, okay? For example, you go on social media, you're on TikTok or you're on YouTube, whatever, you're scrolling, 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 hour, two hours, three hours, all you're doing is consuming content. You're not actually producing content. You want to change your mindset from consumer to producer. An example would be like if you were to go McDonald's, you don't want to just go order whatever meal. And I'm sorry if I'm using McDonald's as an example. I don't really eat McDonald's and I haven't ate. McDonald's in years, but 
I like I like their business model. Okay. Now, McDonald's, you just go in there, you order your meal, and that's it, right? But what you want to think about is how, for example, who manufactures the pro the, the how do they get their supplies? Okay. How does who makes their food? Okay. These are the things you want to think of. You want to think of more high level versus okay, if you look you go to let's say you look at their packaging. Man, how the packaging, I could probably package this package this a lot better, right? So McDonald's would be a perfect example. Instead of saying going in there and just buying the food, look out the business model. How are they staying in business? How is McDonald's what are they doing? Okay, where are they getting supplies from? Who's manufacturing? Who's their supplier? These type of things you want to think about. So you want to go from produce, you want to go from consumer mindset to producer. And the last but not least, he talked about was build a brand, not a business. Okay, for example, Coke is a brand. Because if you build a brand, you will be rich, you will stay. A business does not last long because what happens is they're not a brand for example i'm not a big soda drinker but when i do often once in a while have a soda and what i mean by that it can be like once every three months guess what i'm buying coca-cola because their brand coca-cola's brand is is a powerful brand it's all over the world and not only that Coca-Cola, when you get their whatever you order, you like their stuff. You know, now you may some people that might be a Pepsi person, right? You don't want to just build a business. You want to build a brand because a brand is going to last long. Okay. And another thing he talked about, this is a bonus, is he talked about why he enjoys getting customer complaints because it gives him an opportunity to get better. There's some companies they don't they don't they don't really want to get any reviews. Any bad review they just want to sweep it under the rug. You don't want to do that because he talked about he said that in the book he mentioned how you want to have an army of what was the word he's he said you want to have an um uh uh, army of people to you want to have ambassadors for your brand, right? HR, human resources. You want to have human resources. That's what he used is because you want people to talk good about your business. The more good you have, people are spreading the word about your business. And even if you do get bad, you get a bad review, you get a customer complaint, investigate that complaint. Just don't sweep it under the rug. Okay. He talks about that. He talks about how your people need to be buy-in because you can't be in your business all the time. You just can't be there. But if he talked about, he gave an example of a hotel in Vegas, how he went to the, I think it was the Rio, and I can't remember the other, um, the other hotel in Vegas, but the one that was not as, I could say classy, the Rio, he said, was not, didn't look, as uh, it didn't look all, didn't have all the bells and whistles. Their customer service was so much more better than the other one. I think it's the Venetian Hotel. I'm not sure. Whatever it was in Vegas, it's 
Um, that hotel, immaculate, floors look all nice and all that, but they had the worst customer service. And he said that he would never come back to that hotel again. And I remember there's a restaurant, I'm not going to say its name, but me and, when me and my wife first moved to Dallas and my family, we went to this restaurant. And our first time, this was my first time I can honestly say I experienced, I don't, I don't know if it was just, I, some would say it's racism, okay? Because I remember we came in there and we sat down there and we waited for like 35 minutes, never got water, never got cups filled. We had to wave the waiter down and say, hey, you are going to take our order? Never. And then happened to be an older lady come in, literally maybe 15 minutes after us. We said, now, she got her cup filled. You know, she was a white lady. She got her cups filled, and she already got her meal while we never got it. Finally, I got up to the manager and said, hey, what is going on here? We've been waiting, blah, blah. So to point, me, me, and wife so, me and my wife were so upset that we got up and left. So we just thought, okay, maybe just that location. We went to another location and it was something similar. So that tells me it's not just the location, it's the culture. Because you can have it at one location, but you can't have it at two, three locations. And this happened twice. So therefore, you know what? Me and my wife, to this day, it's been probably five years since we ate at that location. And we never went there again. And I told her, I would, and me and her said, we would never come back. It was because of the service we got. Now, could it be that maybe it was just, it was a bad day or whatever? Who knows? But one location, okay. Two, nah. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So, therefore, so therefore, you know, I never went there. So when he said that, I thought that was intriguing because that was my experience at this restaurant so to wrap it up this was a very good book i would recommend this book because it had a lot of nuggets it's a long read but there was so much you can learn out of this book you know especially the the five commandments he talked about talking about the law of affection he talked about the law of, especially the law of need that's very important so if you're starting a business start a business to solve needs and a problem don't start a business because of what you love, okay? So that so that was very intriguing to me, but I would recommend this book. So uh, hopefully, again, this was of value to you. Share this content. Again, I recommend it. There's no affiliate marketing here, or I'm not affiliated with MJ DeMarco or whatever. I just thought it was a good book and I wanted to share that with you guys, okay? All right, appreciate you guys. Tune in to the podcast next week. Much love. Peace.